stuff. Welcome to episode 94 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, the incredible Mindy Thomas. You may know her as the host of Absolutely Mindy on Kids Place Live on Sirius XM or as the co-host of NPR's Wow in the World podcast. She's enthusiastic, fun, and extremely creative. I had a blast talking with her. For all of the old episodes of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, should this be your first, you can go all the way back in time to episode number one. They are all free wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere really. Or you could go to goodstuffpod.com. That's my website where all of the episodes are hosted. You can go find me all over the social media at goodstuffpod. You can go to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. All of that is great. All of that is much, much, much appreciated. Any follow, any share, any rating, any review, all appreciated. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for downloading. And big thanks to Mindy Thomas for taking the time with me to talk about all things Mindy. Enjoy. We got good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good Stuff. Good stuff. Good podcast. Oh yeah. Welcome to the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. My colleague in podcasts, Mindy Thomas. How are you, Mindy? I'm good. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well. I'm sitting in my car. You're in your home studio. Everything is is looking pretty good for us right now. So, um, where are you located? Are you, wait, do you, wait. Do you always re- do you always record in your car? I don't always record in my car. I only record in my car in the summertime when I'm not in my home. My wife is a camp director uh, in Santa Rosa, California. So, in order to get like any kind of quality internet, I have to leave leave camp and, and come into civilization. I love that you're in your car studio. Yeah, my mobile studio, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, literally a mobile studio. Clearly, clearly. Well, it's, it's stopped mobile studio because that wouldn't be safe if I was driving. Um, so, Mindy, you're known for a lot of things. You're known for having your own show on Kids Place Live, Absolutely Mindy, which is on Sirius XM, we should say. But you also recently launched a podcast through NPR called Wow in the World. And we're going to get to all this stuff, but I think we should start at the beginning. Like, who is Mindy Thomas, and how did she get to this point? Oh, should I talk about myself in third person? You can if you want no, to. I will, no, I would just die. <laughs> can't do that. Um, yeah, so I started in radio um, while I was still in college. I um, had been working, like the long story, I'll try to make it short. It was I was working part-time with this insurance agency, and I was kind of going crazy, and uh, one day... I hang on one second. Bree. Yeah. You yes, you can't. Sorry. My I this is the I'm broadcasting from my home studio here. Uh-huh. So my daughter just came in. Yeah, we have um, lots of lots of visitors, lots of guests on the good stuff kids. Okay, let me start over. Let me start good. over. <laughs> okay, so the story is um while I was in college, I was working at this insurance agency part time and going to school for broadcast journalism. And one day I was like, why do I have to wait? I think I was a sophomore at the time and I wasn't into my major yet. And I was like, why do I have to wait until I can get an internship to get into radio or TV? So I went home and I looked up every, I called every radio station and television station 
in the phone book. Like I pull, it was 1997, I think 98 took out the actual phone book. I called every radio station, every TV station. As we were saying before the aliens took over, you were uh, given a little bit of backstory and you were actually using a phone book, which is for those of you who don't know a large book. I'm a hundred years old. (laughs) A large book with many pieces of paper in it. Okay. So, so I was young, kind of dumb, and I just called every uh, t- television station and radio station in the phone book, just looking for any job I could get. And nobody called me back. And so a week later, I did it all over again, and I couldn't figure out why I kept getting the same receptionist. I was like, wow, I didn't even re- I didn't even realize they were all owned by the same company, like all these radio stations. <laughs> so I eventually got a call from um, like the local news talk station. Um, and so I started doing, I, I got a job. I started doing promotions for, for that station and then the sports talk channel station. Uh, this was in Tampa, Florida. And I um, quickly started, you know, just kind of acting up around there. So people uh, started using me. Glenn Beck at the time, he, before he was, you know, super famous, he, um, he had a show there and I would do all this voice characters work for him. And, um, and it was just fun. It was just fun at the time. I didn't, you know, now I look back on it and think, Oh man, like what did I contribute to, I don't know. But, um, you know, it was, it was just a chance to be on the radio. And then I started doing overnights and then I was like an afternoon drive sidekick on the top 40 station. And I just quickly fell in love with radio, but um, when it came time, you know, to graduate, I didn't know whether I wanted to stay in radio because I didn't want to be like the midday girl in a small market and move around. And it was right around the time where things became more automated and syndicated. So who knows what would have happened if I had stayed in um, terrestrial radio. But it was also the time where satellite radio was just beginning. So this was um, 2000, 2001. And so I was getting ready to graduate. I sent a tape to Sirius XM. They had just started hiring. This is before it launched. And, um, and I, got, I got hired for the kids channel, which is what I wanted to do. And I saw their channel offering, their channel lineup. I was like, ah, oh, they have a kids channel. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And I look back thinking, like, how did I know that at the time? Yeah. I, mean, I didn't have kids. I didn't have any I didn't have any desire to be a teacher. I mean, I babysat, but I wasn't, I, I, I just, I just knew that that was going to be right for me. And luckily the, the guy who hired me, Kenny Curtis, who is still my boss today, um, his sensibilities and mine really matched up for what a kid's channel would sound like. So I got really lucky there. So I moved to DC the day after I graduated wow. and, and I've been there ever since. So I started off doing my radio show like at night so it was more for the west coast and then just kind of moved up moved up from there became the music director and then um, for the last 10 years I was the program director of the channel so I was running everything and I've always loved it I mean I never met anyone else who had a job that I, I wanted more and then I started doing this Breakfast Blast newscast segment with Guy Raz uh-huh. uh, on my show. And then we just sort of realized, like, wait, we might have something here. Like, this might be able to be its own thing. We might be able to make this bigger. So, um, yeah, we went on a hike one day and kind of talked about it. And then uh, we 
kind of spent another year figuring out how to do it because to go off on my own and do something um, outside of Sirius XM would would be challenging. So long, like fast forward by the end of the year, I had um, essentially quit half my job, the program director part of my job. Luckily, uh, Sirius XM decided that they wanted to keep me on doing my show so I can still do my show. And then we started this company called Tinkercast, where we hope to make more kids podcasts. But we started with Wow in the World, which is sort of a an iteration of our Breakfast Blast newscast segment. And here we are. We, <laughs> we, we licensed with NPR and... <laughs> We have a show. Yeah, well, uh, certainly, certainly a blast. Like so many steps along the way uh, to get to this point. So let's, let's yeah, let's backtrack a second. Um, okay. So it's fascinating that you were drawn to doing the kids' radio without having like a ton, you know, because a lot of the people that I talk to, at least for this show, have you know, they were musicians, and then like you know, they stepped into the classroom for the first time, and they're like, oh, this yeah. is for me. But to know without like without having any of the prior experience is really an an interesting thing. So I guess like you can't doubt someone's intuition. You can't doubt someone's gut feeling and you really went with yours, which I think is a really important message to get across to kids and anyone actually listening to this. It's like, trust your gut because you might be onto something. Were there like potholes along the way or did you feel like it was a pretty natural fit just as you intended? I mean, I, I, I feel super fortunate and I always, say i mean you know i because i did this before long before i even had kids or like i was just out of college i think that i i mean i knew from the time i was like in third grade at least what i wanted to do when i grew up. like i knew what i wanted to be when i grew up if you asked me i would have told you i wanted to like be a news broadcaster or news reporter or i wanted to to be on the radio and so, and I used to always play that way. So I would always play radio with my brother. I, I would make a microphone out of a toilet paper tube and a golf ball on top <laughs> and like really elaborate play yeah. pretending this way. And so I, I think that instead of thinking like I'm going to make radio for kids or I'm going to make like entertain kids, I really feel like it was sort of like I was it was just an extension of who I was as a kid, almost like I was making the kind of show that it was so fun to make when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even now uh, somebody had asked like, who do you feel like you're making the show for? Like what, what kind of kid? And I was like, I feel like I'm making it for myself as a kid. I, every day I feel like I'm kind of honoring my second, third grade self. Yeah. Honoring, by, honoring and capturing this. this yeah the capturing the spirit that brought you to this point it's awesome yeah um okay so you started as a music director um and you've you've sort of been the uh you've broken some acts i guess is like the right way to say it but who are some of your <laughs> your favorite uh kids musicians i've talked to a whole bunch of them and i would love to know like when you were starting who did you hear and you were like wow this person's really interesting i really like this yeah. So when I started, it was 2001. And and I feel like the kids music industry was a lot like the kids podcasting industry today. So there wasn't a ton out there, but you could see like little sparks of what was to come. Uh -huh. So uh, back then, uh, I think that's like, you know, I remember hearing Dan Zanes for the first time, like all these acts, like really before they 
before they made it big. So I don't want to say I broke them, um, <laughs> but but hearing Dan Zanes for the first time and Lori Berkner for the first time and Justin Roberts and I remember hearing Secret Agent Twenty Three Skidoo and thinking that was you know the first time we had heard hip hop for right. kids and it was done so well and there was a banjo in it and I just yeah. thought like oh this is so great and I, I and you know and then throughout the years, like the Okie Dokie brothers. I mean, I just remember the first time I heard so many of these artists and heard their albums. And I was just so proud to work in this industry and to be able to share their music with other people. Because, you know, as you know, you this is what you do. You talk to these people, like people have their hearts in it. Like they're, they're hang on one second. What? Sorry. Sorry, you can edit this, right? What? Yeah. Yes, you have to clean your room now. You have to clean. <laughs> I have to tell my son to clean your. Room. Yes. What? I'm. What? I'm. Okay, I'll come talk to you in a minute. Okay, sorry. That's Still got to be a mom. Still got to be a mom. When I do this, clean your room first. <laughs> first things first. When I, uh, whenever I do this at home and my three-year-old is there, she always comes up and it's like gets herself involved. I was talking to like. One of the bigger ones that I've done, I, I don't remember who it was. It may have been like Kira Willey and my, yeah. and my, and my daughter just comes up and she just, she like doesn't like me 98% of the time, but like as soon as I'm <laughs> trying to do something, she's all over it. So I, I totally yeah. get it. Totally get it. That's how it works. If you want your kid's attention, just get on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Then they'll be right there. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Um, okay. So a lot of amazing music and and I think that you're right like the kids music industry has really changed and there's a lot of people who are making like just super high quality music and to, yeah. to be able to be on the forefront of that as the as the genre shifts and changes you know it's not hokey like they're, they're no. people aren't doing cheesy stuff it's like really sophisticated you know like that that new uh, secret agent 23 skidoo album that won the grammy won it for a good reason because it's yeah, awesome it's so good yeah so um all right, so tell me about your show, Absolutely Mindy. I know there's a lot of parts to it, but it, tell people who may not have heard it before what they could expect. Okay, so it is a live, interactive talk show with music. So um, I think the character, Absolutely Mindy, started off as more of a character, and now it's more me playing with the kids. It's maybe a still slightly more animated version of myself, but... Uh, playing with kids. Um, so we do, we make up, I have a bunch of made up games that we play. There's always reasons for kids to call in and participate. Today we were making up a summer camp of bad ideas. So kids and I like, like, and like, you know, in any summer camp of bad ideas, we are woefully unprepared for this. And we are incredibly short staffed. So we need you guys to help out and, call in and and come up with some activities and events that we could have in our summer camp of bad ideas so these kids were like i want to run the part where you roller skate in a moon bounce and we're like great you know like wow. you know swimming lessons with sharks great sign great. me up and so the idea is that i you know one of the things i love about radio is the theater of the mind of it like you know going back to old radio um and so the idea is that we these kids call up we're we're collaborating we're playing together they're coming up with these ideas i add to them we have this fun conversation and then you know by the time the show is over you've got this really vivid picture of this 
insanely terrible summer camp where everyone stays alive, but it's just all the bad ideas you've ever thought of doing, but never would because you would get in trouble or get hurt. And so that's my favorite thing to do with them. And I, it's, you know, there's a huge wow in the world is, is based largely on science. And then I would say this is more, um, this is, this is so, there's so much imagination in the absolutely Mindy show. And so any chance that we could get kids, I'll, I'll, I always joke that, you know, in radio, they're always giving away like, uh, you know, we're giving away a thousand dollars. Whereas if I I will give away an invisible piece of bread (laughs) and these kids will go crazy (laughs) because they're still like, you're still getting something like there's still an invisible piece of bread or I'll say, all right, today, everyone, like my stunt, I have these stunt cats on my show and I'll say, you know, the stunt cats have hid, have hidden a little surprise box for every one of you. And they left it in a place where they know you would, they knew you'd find it this morning. So go ahead, reach around. It is invisible. So it's a little difficult to find, but when you find it, you'll know Yeah. when you find your box, open it up and then call me and tell me what you found. And I'll tell you something you need to know about it. Yeah. And it is so fun to hear every every call is completely different and then i just make up something on the spot of like something that they should know about this like tiny you know rabbit dog that they found in their box or whatever and tell them make up some story about what something that they need to know about it or something they should feed it and then i just feel like you know that kid's gonna go along the rest of their day with this imaginary rabbit dog that he found (laughs) in his box and and it's so fun and just to create these little worlds around what we do. If they have a birthday, we do birthday missions. You can't turn another year older until you've completed these three random birthday missions. So today, one of them was you have to open your, your gifts wearing oven mitts. And, you know, I, I can't remember what the other ones were, but so got a lot of, it's got a lot of little features. It's, it's pretty fast paced. We play music in between talking. Um, but yeah, it's just a fun, interactive show i i have a great time doing it yeah. i have so much fun doing it so, <laughs> like yeah i mean it sounds like it like that you can, i can hear it in your voice it's amazing and yeah we're gonna get into that in just a second but do you are, are you solo like you're solo most of the time on the show right yeah so i'm solo on the show um i have somebody to help me screen my calls now yeah so but um but for the most part yeah it, it's like a one right. one woman show yeah to, okay great so so I, I'm I, three words are coming to mind for me um, when I hear you talk about your show, and 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 then we'll get to Wow in the World afterwards. But the idea of improvising and not being scared to improvise in a live radio environment, like yeah, man. I, I mean, I do a lot of a lot of that too, not on the scale that you do, but like your mind has to be constantly moving, constantly moving, and it's got to be such a creative and free feeling when you're doing that. Yeah, I think because it's live, you feel like, you know, and it's not perfect. Every day there's sure, terrible, you know, sure. huge mistakes. Or we put these kids live on the air. And so even with that, like today, you know, today we had a kid that uh, the phone was all garbled. And, you yeah. know, that's happening live on the radio. And so then we make a joke like, are you chewing your phone right now? Or <laughs> are you gargling your phone? <laughs> like, you, yeah. have to, you have to be able to run with all of it. So, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's a lot of improv but not on not just on my part but on the kids part because right. i'm putting them on the spot but as you know with kids like you've you've got some of your own yeah when you put a kid on the spot 
a kid will not think twice. They will have an answer for everything. Right. We we do this thing called the magic mustache where they have to put on this this mustache and then they lead us through what magical things happen and and then or I I guess I lead them through it, but they'll say like, okay, they put in the mustache. Okay, close your eyes, take a deep breath, open your eyes, tell me the first magical thing that you see. And it'll say like all the trees are waving at me. And I'll be like, okay, go over to a tree, shake its hand. Now what happened? And they just will walk yeah. us through this whole, we go oh, through this wow. whole thing and they, you just keep challenging them. And they are so quick because they don't have it. They don't have that. Um, there's no, there's not an air of self-consciousness. Right. Like they, they're natural improvisers. And I don't know when we lose that. Like, I think there seems to be a lot when it comes to kids, like we want to inspire creativity or we want to inspire imagination. And I think kids have that, like, right. how do we keep them from losing it? Or how do adults lose? Like, where do adults lose it along the way? And I think I would have lost it too, had I not just been doing this forever. Right. Yeah. And even the improv bit, it's probably because I started so young right. that, you know, I started when I had no listeners. We, I remember the first kid that ever called sitting in his driveway was like a beta tester or something like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I have one listener. <laughs> and um, and it was so exciting. I'll never forget that kid. And so, yeah. you know, I, I, I sort of, gr- I've grown up with it. It's grown up around me. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I've, I think kids are just the most amazing improvisers. Just yeah. watch them play. You see it when they're, when they're playing. It's fascinating. Uh, oh my gosh. I watch my daughters play and I have no idea what's going on, but they're totally in sync. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're in sync. You're right. Like they, this, uh, I never took formal improv, but I know about that. Like, yes. And thing. Yeah, right. You see, like you probably watch with your daughters, like they're in sync. They will, they, they'll change the situation to fit whatever they're doing. Like they'll, right. The, yeah, it's amazing. Right, like, I love watching kids play. Yeah, of course. Right. Like there's always a bunny involved. Yes. Of course, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think that um, I think that, yes, like the idea of kids being willing to improvise and come on and, and go with you sort of on a on a journey that you may not totally know where the end destination is, is is true on their part. But I, I think that a huge part of it is um comes from you the host and and i hear it on wow in the world and and i you know i hear it on your show absolutely many and i hear it now talking to you you're like fully committed right like the kid does not feel like you're making fun of them or talking down to them and your level of enthusiasm is is off the charts like it's so clear and it comes through so clearly that you love what you're doing so well, thanks. Yeah, no problem. So you're wrapping all of these things up now, and you've taken it to this this podcast format with Guy Raz for and the podcast is Wow in the World, and it is like the I don't know. This is like the worst thing I've ever said in my life, but like the, <laughs> the whiz bangingest thing I've ever heard. Like it moves quick. Oh. Kids are into it. Like my son likes it. He's seven and a half. The only thing he likes are the Chicago Cubs and Wow in the World. So, <laughs> so on that note, you're doing something great, but tell, tell, I guess, share some of the, the process for the podcast, like how you and guy come up with your ideas. I mean, the, the SmackDown one, I was dying. I was dying. I thought it was the funniest thing. So, oh yeah. The hermit. Cra- yeah. yeah. So, so we get all the stories from academic science journals. Um, so that's, that's where we get all of our stories from and they're pretty dense. So it takes a while to kind of break these things down to, for even, for even to, to understand them ourselves right. and then take them a step further. Cause you realize, gosh, when you're 
you can't assume that a kid knows what like some basic science terms are. So we have to really break these things down. But I think that our approach, and this wasn't, I can't say any of this was ever intentional. It just sort of took shape. Like we didn't, we never sat down and said like, what is the tone of our show? Or, right. I mean, even now I think we're, we're still figuring out like who our characters are or the fact that they are characters. Like I think that we didn't set out for them to be characters. Guy's never been a character on a show. Like he's a, he's a respected journalist. Right, right. Uh, but uh, so we both, so it's just sort of, still evolving, I think. Um, but, you know, like with the Hermit Crab Smackdown thing, I thought my mind always goes there. Like my mind is always going to, to, to go in that direction. And I, and I look at it like it's, I mean, I, maybe this isn't the right way to put it, but it's sort of like a left brain, right brain approach to science Okay. where um, there's like, there's the science fact, but there's like the, you know, there's the science, there's the facts, but then I like to paint a picture around it that a kid could really get it or could really understand it. So the hermit crab smackdown thing really lent itself to creating this little world around it. So we thought, Oh, I thought, Oh, it'd be fun if he like popped my head open and he could see inside my imagination. And there's like a hermit crab wrestling rink and they're fighting for their ultimate dream shell to call home. And I thought that would be a really good way for kids to, to, to picture it, to understand what in one of these hermit crabs is kind of weak and, you know, just really doesn't have a chance in the world, except for he's willing to fight so hard for the shell that he wants. Um, so I, so I like painting, making, making this, we both like making them visual, but I think my, I naturally go there. I have a, probably a right brain approach to thing like to, to science. So, um, and then, you know, I grew up as a kid thinking like, I didn't, I thought I didn't like science as a kid because for me it was all just school and textbooks. And I mean, now kids have so many more resources to find, to make science exciting and fun for them. There's, thank goodness, like Nat Geo kids puts out some amazing books and there's all these other, there's Brains On and Tumble that do amazing science podcasts. Um, But I, um, I just want kids to feel like science is for them and that it's not just for, you know, I think there's, there was an idea when I was little too, that I was like a daydreamer kid. I did well in school, but I was just didn't science and math didn't come naturally to me. And I kind of felt like, Oh, those are for the smart kids. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize at the time, like I was smart, I was just smart in different ways. And, and I want, you know, again, I guess I want like the nine-year-old and me or the eight-year-old and me to, to see like, okay, this science is for you too. Like here's a, here's just a different approach to it, or here's a different way to consume it. Right. Um, so yeah. And I think it can be fun. I think that it could be funny. I mean, science, like going through these academic journals, they're so dense and they're so serious, but then you, you like start digging, you're like, Oh wait, this is a really funny experiment that they did, or this is really gross or something. And then, you know, like, Oh, this is fun. And I can, you break it down and it's really easy to understand. So yeah. I don't know if that's a really long winded answer to your question. That's but. A, that is a great answer to my question. I mean, I think yeah. that like 
you guys are, you all are, you and Guy are tackling things kind of head on. Like there's a poop episode, like you're going there, you got to do it, right? So yeah, it's, it's all science. It's all science. So, and you recently made a switch from one episode a week till two or two, two, I should say. So now is that, um, put the pressure on a little bit more in terms of trying to figure things out or you just have enough to go on that you're like two is the right amount per week? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a lot of work. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, when we started, we were going to do three stories a week uh-huh. and plus interstitials. And then we realized it was just too long. And, and also we wanted, we wanted to be balanced in terms of how we present the show to, to each other. So either guy is sharing a story with me or I'm sharing a story with guy. And we thought it would be more balanced if we did two and two an episode. And then we had the third story as its own standalone episode. Um, because I think, you know, early on, I think some people thought if guy was explaining more to me than, then, and it, my character is really silly. So I think people, you know, thought, well, Mindy's the Mindy character is dumb and guy has all the answers and, like, okay, that's not what it is. It's just right. we have different approaches to it. So we try to balance it out. Um, and then uh, we decided, well, we ha- we still have, we still want to do this third story. Let's just make it and do two a week. And also, I, you know, as we're, as kids podcasting is growing, we hope that parents will and families will think of podcasting as, as entertainment for their kids when their kids are bored that they'll think of that. So we thought, well, we could maybe help to help to build the behavior or, um, you know, if we keep coming out with new stuff, then it will become part of people's lives during the week. If they, you know, if they don't have to wait a whole week between episodes and that still remains to be seen, whether that's necessary or not. But, um, yeah, for right now, I think we're good with the two episodes a week, and yeah. we're we're having we're just having we're having fun putting them out. I think for us, even it's like, oh man, I'm so tired. Oh, but a new episode came out today. Yeah. Like, okay, well, there's something to show for it. So keep yeah, going. Definitely. We're gonna keep working. Yeah. But I don't know if I would recommend it for everybody. <laughs> it's it's definitely a lot of work, and we are a tiny operation. I know, you know, people think like. Oh, it's NPR. There must be this huge, you know, stat. There's not. There's like, there's Guy and me writing these stories, and then we have a, a producer doing the sound design. Yeah. For it, so and we're making it in my basement. Like it's, wow. um, it's really, it's really my little not, basement. Studio. I did not expect to hear that it was made in your basement. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, because so, um, it's a, it, it's, yeah, it's not. We don't have a whole huge team yeah. of of people. Yeah. Um, making the actual shows. Nice. Well, the sound design yep. is great. Credit to you guys for that, and the storytelling is great. And one thing that gives me a lot of, uh, makes me feel a lot better is someone trying to do my thing here and, and like figuring it out as I go is it's really good to hear that you and Guy, who are just professionals, are, are trying to to take it as it comes and figure it out as you go and that you you put out this thing that felt really fully formed right like the first episode is like a very well produced thing but that you are not afraid to know that like where we're going to take it in some different directions and this not oh yeah what it sounds like at the very end that's that's a good lesson for everyone too you're full of good lessons yeah i mean even after i don't it's not even been two months and now i look back at the first episode and think oh, there's so many things we could have done better in that episode, or we didn't get this right or that right. And, and even now, like we're, yeah, we're still figuring it out. And we have, we, 
there's been so many times where we have to like set our own egos aside. We have to put our own interests aside and think like what we we're going to have to make a, a change here. We just did an episode on um, uh, the Let's Flamingo episode. I don't know whether you heard it or not, but uh-huh. guy, I dress up guy. I slowly start coaxing guy to dress up like a flamingo in the episode. And we didn't, we, we kind of came to a standoff with when we were, I, I'd written the script and he was going over and he's like, I don't want to dress up like a flamingo. Like this is going <laughs> to look all ridiculous. And you know, this is, this is over the top. Like, I mean, our characters on the show are very much like our dynamic in real life. I think like yeah. we, we really like each other. We're good friends. Our families hang out or, but, but we are very different in a lot of ways, but in ways that I think complement each other. Uh-huh. And so we just, we had to really like kind of negotiate with how we were going to do that episode and it all worked out like you know guy came along i gave in we had to you know we had to to meet somewhere in the middle and and i think it turned out great but so we're still trying to yeah we're still figuring it out as we go along i mean and i think that's what keeps it fun too it's like every we're you know we're tired we're exhausted but i think like oh no this next episode we're gonna I, I, like out, I, yeah. like I'm gonna try out this new thing, or I got it right, and and just figuring out like we didn't set out for the show to be as as animated or as visual as it is, right. I think. Right. Um, and yeah, so that's come kind of a thing. Like I was like, this show is really, I really want this to sound like a cartoon. Like I want kids to be able to to see what's happening. Yeah. Um, and so I think sometimes we get it right, and sometimes we don't, and you know. Well, I think you're 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 as you're getting closer and closer every time. So we, we can find you on uh, on Sirius XM, absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. Kids Place Live. Yep. Wow in the World is a variable. Is a variable. Is is a variable. Mm-hmm. It is also available, you know, iTunes, wherever people get their podcasts. Um, we should mention that we're both part of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization promoting yeah. high-quality audio podcasts, of which yours is very, very high-quality and strive, oh, strive to get to that point. Um, but how else can people find you and, and connect with you? Yeah, uh, I mean, we're on Wow, and I, I don't have a lot of personal um, social media presence that's public, but um, we, we're on Wow in the World is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Ki- Kids Place Live on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, absolutely Mindy on Instagram, or uh, yeah, absolutely Mindy on uh, Twitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that, that's the other side. Like that whole other side too. I was like, oh man, we have to like keep up social media. Yeah. Oh, so you guys um, are you're doing your own social media too? We have we have some help with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have okay. some we have some help with that. But um, yeah, we we but we've got a little tiny team here yeah. <laughs> trying to put this thing together. Well, Mindy, thank you so much for taking the time to to talk to me. It was really a thrill and like. Your enthusiasm is going to breed enthusiasm. It's one of my favorite sayings. Thanks. Enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm. <laughs> but you're really, you know, your money is where your mouth is and you're making it happen. So thanks to you for absolutely Mindy and all the work that you did. And thanks to you and to Guy for Wow in the World. And like, just keep on trucking along. Hi, right, thanks, Mike. It's yeah. so good talking with you. Totally. Good luck. All Talk right. To you soon. Thank you. Talk Bye. to you soon. Bye. So big thanks to Mindy for everything that you've done to enhance kids entertainment uh, via your radio show and via your podcast and everything that you've done and all the people that you've supported and helped out along the way. 
If you want to reach me, drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com or check out www.goodstuffpod.com for all of your good stuff needs. Thank you so much for listening. It means a ton. Talk to you soon. Stuff.